No one can deny that lyrics and lyric videos, as well as text in all formats, has become a major part of the experience of interacting with music today. Welcome to The Future of What? I'm Portia Sabin, president of the Music Business Association. On today's episode, we talked to Daryl Ballantyne of Lyric Find about the way things have changed and new tools they've created for the marketplace. It's all coming up on The Future of What? My guest today is Daryl Ballantyne. He's the CEO and co-founder of Lyric Find. Daryl, welcome to the future of what? Oh, thanks for having me on. I'm happy to be joining you on here. On Friday the 13th. But nothing yes. bad will happen. <laughs> nothing could possibly go wrong. <laughs> it's fabulous. Okay, so um, you and I have known each other for quite a while. Uh, Lyric Find, when you guys started out, was was really designed to sort of help license lyrics for the internet. And this was some years ago. And honestly, you know, now when I scroll anything on the internet, if I don't have lyrics, I am annoyed. <laughs> and that's just how we like it. And that's just, yes, uh, I'm sure that's good for you guys. Exactly. Yeah, it, it's definitely something that has changed a lot over the years. We started off just trying to legalize all of the lyric websites that were out there that were using the content. And it, it's grown so much that it's it's everywhere as you say it's in every dsp it's in every music service really and it's gone from being a nice to have uh, feature to really truly a, a must have feature in the music experience so it it's been a great uh, a great progression and we used to just display lyrics as a as a giant blob of text and now we have synchronization that our clients use on line by line and word by word. We have translations, we have integrations into so many different platforms that it's it's been a fun time. I'll bet, it seems really fun. And how do, um, how do you generally interact? Do you interact with like labels, management and artists or who? Mostly the music publishers uh, oh, and yeah. publishing societies around the world who can control the rights, but we also work with labels and artists to help aggregate content, to have them provide us with their lyrics in the, in the instances where we don't have them. And we work a lot with, with labels and artists on the lyric video side of the business uh, as well. So yeah. that's been a, a newer area for us where we've gotten to know kind of that, that label side a lot more over the past couple of years. That's that's really interesting. It's also interesting to me because I feel like what you guys do has gotten even more relevant in terms of accuracy of lyrics because, you know, it's like if you're scrolling TikTok or something, sometimes people have put words like they even if they're just, you know, transcribing what people say, but they're like half the time they're in like terrible English. They're, it's not actually <laughs> what people are saying. Like it's very like it's very random. So I think people probably appreciate more when things are accurate. Yeah, absolutely. And that really comes into play in a few areas, too, that we've, we've gotten into more recently. Lyric videos is one of them where, obviously, if you get the lyrics wrong in a lyric video, you can't just update it. Right. It's there. It's fixed. And that's why tons of lyric videos that are out there that are fan-made or that are made by people who aren't 
intimately familiar with the lyrics have errors in them and, and the quality suffers and the experience suffers as a result. And then with translations too, if you've got the lyrics wrong, then the translation is wrong. And it's hard enough to translate song lyrics as it is, let alone what happens if you have the original lyrics wrong. The, the risk in changing the fundamental meaning or purpose of the song can be much, much higher in those scenarios. So we definitely pride ourselves in being very careful and very focused on quality for those instances and for all the lyrics that we do to make sure that people get it right. Wow. So do you guys have to hire the translators? Yeah, we work with professional translators and we have professional translators in-house here working on that because so much of music and lyrics is slang and colloquialisms and other references and things like that. And when you think about regular translation, following sentence structure and regular grammar rules, that doesn't really apply to a lot of lyrics. Uh, If you read lyrics as a sentence half the time, it wouldn't make any sense. So Mm -hmm. the translation is that much harder and trying to understand slang to get things right. And not just slang in particular languages, but slang in genres of music too, to translate that into the right thing. So we, we break it down even to having like experts in genres of music paired with the, their language that they're experts in to make sure that that translation is as accurate as possible. That is so cool. And it's also really, you know, I feel like you guys have been watching uh, the trend unfold probably from your vantage point because of the globalization of music, like just the interest that people have in K-pop and, you know, uh, regional Mexican, like these these genres that have come out of, I mean, not nowhere, but like that have really gotten popular lately. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's been great to see. And you know, the big cheerleader of that and, and champion of it on our side has always been uh, Robert Singerman, our SVP of international publishing, who even he's been with us for over 10 years. But even before he, he started working with us, his mission was uh, music with subtitles and that and trying to get translations done and trying to put them every, everywhere. So, you know, he fit in quite well with, with, with us, but uh, having that international aspect and that uh, the ability of the translations to connect cultures together and uh, create this deeper understanding of people around the world, music around the world and cultures around, around the world yeah, really makes a big difference. And it's been so satisfying for us to see the growth of international music in English-speaking countries and, and really cr- across all different cultures where that stuff matters so much more now. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's totally true. I mean, actually, you know, it's funny. It's it's when you when you just say like, oh, someone's in the lyrics business. It all of this stuff probably doesn't come to mind. But when I, now that I'm like talking to you, I'm like, oh my god, there's so many interesting pieces of this for you guys. I mean, it's not a boring like let's just you know write down some lyrics job. It's like a quite an interesting field. Um, That's what it was like 15, 20 years ago. Right, right. It was just like ah, let's write out some lyrics. <laughs> like let's try to get them right. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, and also I, th- I think about this a lot with my 13-year-old in the car. You know, we have um, questionable lyrics coming on all the time. He is probably a lost cause because his dad curses too much at home. So I figure, <laughs> you know, 
he's heard it all. But, you know, other people you or other people's kids in the car, you know, you, you worry about what's appropriate to be to be playing. And I understand you guys have been thinking about this, too. Yeah, absolutely. And I have a similar story that was a few years ago. It, rather than a car, we were out in the boat with the family. And it was my wife and I, my then five-year-old son, and my my parents and my wife's phone was connected to the boat just playing music and all of a sudden Cardi B came on (laughs) Uh, and I've never seen her move so fast to scramble and (laughs) skip that song and my niece and nephew were in the boat too and it was maybe only appropriate for us maybe not even for us and that's I don't know but being able to filter and measure that content in those types of environments where you've got a family listening environment is key and that was kind of that that was my that was my holy shit moment (laughs) of like wait a second there has to be a, a better way to manage this and we have to be able to know that so we we built a product called lyric iq that one of the aspects of it is analyzing the lyrical content of songs to do content filtration on not just the standard uh, like explicit lyrics flag or George Carlin's seven dirty words, but, but looking at all different aspects of it and categorizing songs based on sexuality, alcohol and drug use, gambling, politics, religion, uh, racism, sexism, all those different things to be able to filter out things that are not appropriate for different age groups mm-hmm. uh, and, and really go deeper into that. And one of the key areas for that is the automotive market. And it's exactly that scenario that you were talking about where you're in the car with, with your kids and you're listening to the radio or you've got Spotify streaming and it's just playing random songs and you don't know what the content is of that song there's a hundred million songs being released a year right now you as a parent can't possibly know what's appropriate and what isn't so we can help with that lyric iq can identify all right this this song has lyrics that flag all of these different categories and then you can make the decision of am i going to listen to this song or not is it appropriate for my 13 year old or eight year old or five year old that's in the back seat and take appropriate action. So that's been, that's been a really interesting area for us to get into. Uh, the automotive market is, is fascinating and there's been a lot of changes there on the entertainment side. Mm-hmm. So being able to integrate Lyric IQ into, uh, into the automotive environment for that safe family friendly listening has been uh, a really interesting journey for us. Yeah, no doubt. Is there a similar sort of thought process with like, I don't know, you know, doctors waiting rooms or something like the kind of yeah. music that's appropriate? Yeah, absolutely. Like in-store music is is definitely another area where that data is being used and things like long-term care facilities. Right? If you think about retirement homes or nursing homes or 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 things like that where that type of filtration makes a lot of sense and it also gets used in the other direction maybe i want to make a playlist of songs about drinking or songs about drugs or different things 
like that. So it can be used to filter content out, but it can also be used to filter content in and provide a, a great playlisting tool. Absolutely. That's very cool. Well, it sounds like you guys have your hands full uh, with a lot going on, which is a good thing, right? Yeah. Uh, I'd rather be busy than bored. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Uh, well, Daryl Ballantyne, the CEO and co-founder of Lyric Fine, thank you so much for being with me today on The Future of What? Thanks for having me. And that's our show. Our theme song is Mind Your Own Business by the Delta Five and is played by permission. Subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Today's show was engineered by Clark Buckner at Relationary Marketing in Nashville and was produced by Dana Rogers and Henrik Bick. I'm Portia Sabin, president of the Music Business Association. See you next time. Can I-